Hey friends, welcome to Death and a Butterfly. I'm your host, Carrie. Join me as we delve into a broad spectrum of topics, including, but not limited to, spirituality and well-being. Sharing knowledge for the modern journeyer, welcome to the thought process. Glad you're here and we can resonate together. Please like and subscribe to stay updated. And if you enjoy what you hear, please share with someone you love. Hello and welcome back. I'm going to keep this topic fairly short and sweet today. (laughs) Um, But I really do feel like this needs to be spoken to. And it's mainly because of the goings-on and the current state in Canada. So speaking from experience, based on the provinces deciding that they're going to drop the QR vaccine passes um, and then masking and so on and so forth in stages... Um, yes, it is a step forward, but that doesn't mean we back down and we stop now. We need to keep the pressure on these so-called leaders. With that being said, I feel it needs to be addressed. When did people stop critically thinking and when did people stop thinking for themselves? I find it so strange to have to even ask that question, but to be very truthful, I feel like it stopped a long time ago. And I know it's going to be an issue for some people when I say people have gotten far too sensitive. And I'm not in any way gaslighting in this sense. I really do feel people have gotten too sensitive. Instead of having a conversation with people, cancel culture has begun to be basically all there is. There's never a conversation um, between people about differences in beliefs. It's, if you don't believe what I believe, I'm just going to cancel you. Friends off. We no longer talk. And I mean... This whole pandemic and COVID has really shown people's true colors in that regard. Um, (laughs) Whether that's me losing friends or clients. um, I had someone say, yeah, but then you're better off because they're removing themselves. And I 100% agree with that. But at the end of the day, business has always been business. So why do people then need to cancel you because of that? We have turned into such a society where segregation is allowable. And it's not due to race now. It's due to medical information. And when did people become so... hmm, What is the word that I want to use here? Entitled. When did people become entitled to medical information, your medical information? 
your medical information that is supposed to be kept private between you and your medical professional. Now suddenly every Karen and Neil in the world has the right to ask for your medical information. Back in my day, people minded their own fucking business. But that doesn't seem to be happening. Um, <laughs> moving on. In regards to Trudeau and essentially his just entirely ironic and dramatic use of words if he doesn't like something and it goes against his narrative everyone is a misogynist and a racist I mean last time I checked I um I'm not a fully white person um and last time I checked I'm a woman so neither of those labels really really serve any purpose for me um so that just kind of throws that argument out the window right away um but it's like peaceful it's peaceful protesting and because they expect something of him he's gone into hiding but he'll tweet about the olympics when he could be doing his fucking job that you know all of the taxpayers put their money into every year. So while some of us haven't been allowed to get jobs and work because we are not vaccinated, they still are managing to collect their income. Crazy how that works. So just because QR passes are apparently out the window, <laughs> which isn't entirely true because you have the right and the freedom to do your own business as you please, so businesses are continuing to use the QR pass and successfully continuing to segregate the population. But no one sees it as that because it's not as black and white as racism. Um, at what point are these so-called leaders going to be held accountable for their actions, for their crimes against humanity, for coercing people, the sovereign citizens of Canada, into getting an elective medical procedure of which Obviously, coercion means it's not really all that elective. Also, I would like to know where everyone's informed consent came from. Because as I stated a couple months ago, I was talking to a doctor who said the only reason he got the shot was so that he could tell his patients that he was fine and it's safe. Again, that's not informed consent. Um, we still don't know every full ingredient 
on the list of what's going into these, we still do not know the long-term side effects. However, there are a large, large amount of vaccine-related injuries, but those get glossed over because that's the information that they don't want you to hear so that you continue to go get your boosters. I'm sorry, if you need three or four vaccines of the same variety in one year, your shit ain't working, friends. It's not. If you can still get COVID, if you can still spread it, if it actually hasn't stopped anything, then clearly this vaccine does not do what it said to do originally. And that, my friends, has been a big dupe on everyone's part. So, why is it then people are still so steadfast in putting their trust in the government? Is it because the media supports people's narratives and the government's narratives so that, again, they're not critically thinking or having any sort of thinking of their own? Um, or that they just so readily want to be accepted in society that it's easier to just go out and follow the leader rather than, you know, have a thought to yourself. And by no means am I damning you if, if this was your thought at first, or if this is still your thought, because fear is a rather bad bitch. <laughs> um... My point here is, though, at what point are you going to stop and think if these mandates are magically now going away and they didn't go away because 80% of Canada is now vaccinated? If none of these problems went away because you listened and you did your due diligence and you were a good boy or girl because you just wanted this to go away, it's still not gone away. The only reason it's going away is because people are standing up and speaking up to it. And they want you to stay quiet. They want to keep you hush-hush. Canada has never seen a big war. We've never suffered any hardship. We have never had any extreme famines. Not like Europe. Not with dictatorships, not with communism. And I think that's why we've sat back and taken this for so long, because it's comfortable and it's easy. Hell, the first year that COVID happened, I wasn't able to work as a personal trainer, so I sat on EI, and yeah, it was a little comfortable, I'm not going to lie. But then for the most part, introduction of vaccines... I'm not vaccinated meant I wasn't really allowed to work in any commercial gym settings. I've experienced a lot of hardship over the last two years, and I've been somehow magically making ends meet. But she's been in some dire straits, not gonna lie. Um... And I don't think anything that I have experienced is still as bad as some of the things that have occurred in Europe. And so 
What I'm getting at here is because Canadians have had it so easy, we've never had to really revolt against any monarchs or overthrow any sort of governments. But now is the time. Because we are no longer living in a sovereign society. We are living in communism bordering on tyranny, the tyrannical tiptoe where they start with mm, lockdown. It'll only be two weeks. Wear your mask. Stay inside. No large gatherings. I mean, all of those are three words, which typically are the definition of propaganda and not to mention the fact that our leader, Justin Trudeau, consistently incites hate speech, which a lot of Canadians like to follow. And then it's just like, you are a mimic, and you incite the same hate speech, and it's like you just verbal diarrhea it back. And then that's your only argument. So now that some of the truth is starting to come out, I think there is a lot of pride and a lot of ego at hand here because I know for a fact I'm not going to hear from a lot of the people that were quick to um, jump down my throat about my thoughts. And instead of having a conversation, um, I was gaslit a lot of the time. And that's fine. I can understand when you come from a fear-based side of things. Um... I'll definitely hold some space for you there, but at some point, there does need to be a realization that you were in the wrong. And whether I receive any sort of apology or not, I don't have any expectations that it will come to that because, again, pride and ego are a cruel mistress. Um, I just really feel like now is the time to continue pressing forward and really speak up. And if it's not for you, it's for your next generation. Because let's face it, the lockdowns have caused more harm than any more health that it would have brought, especially mental illness. The amount of people that we have lost to suicide and mental illness over the last two years is one too many. And for the next generations, doctors have said that we will be experiencing the aftermath of lockdowns for at least 10 to 15 years. And if you think of it now, children have been masked, masked, sorry, for the last two years in school. And if you don't think that had any sort of effect on them, it most certainly did. Because when you are in a classroom full of your peers and you only see their eyes and not their full facial expression, it does a lot.
it has taken out the humanity and the actual joy of being a child and being able to play with your friends. But I digress. <laughs> now is not the time to back down. We have not won anything. The fight is not over until Trudeau resigns and is put in jail for his crimes against humanity. We are not a sovereign society. Canada is not the land of the free, and we need to continue to fight until we get that back. As always, it is okay to admit when you are wrong. I know it's hard. I have done it plenty of times. Um, but it takes a lot of growth and a lot of understanding to really admit when you are wrong and have that conversation with someone. And I know, and I'll speak from my experience, growing up, um, a lot of the time when you do go to admit that you're wrong and you try and have a conversation... Sometimes that conversation is met with a little more hostility. I, however, am fully holding space that if anyone does wish to have a conversation along those lines, we will literally have a conversation and it won't be a fight. What we need right now is for everyone to come together, stop segregating each other, Stop fighting against one another. We need to be working together now more than ever, if not for ourselves, for, again, the next generation. If any, anything can be said, there is such a thing as generational trauma. And we don't need to look far outside of Canada to see generational trauma. I will speak solely for the indigenous people when there's still a lot of healing and generational trauma that is taking place due to residential schools. So again, if we don't come together and we don't fight this to get our freedom back, this is going to have a long-standing effect on not only us, but for the generations to come. Do not back down. Do not give up the fight. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's frustrating some days where you just want to lie down and give up. But if everything was easy, it wouldn't be worth having, and this is why we need to fight. Again, Canada has never had any big wars, any hardship, any suffering, any famines until now. This has been the greatest war that they have ever started and it's not due to racism, money, any of that. It's pitting people against each other and separating them. It's been a rather well-played game, I will say. So whether you go to protests, whether you believe that any of this is, you know, racism and misogyny in terms of the freedom convoy, um, I invite you to actually be very introspective. 
and question whether your narrative is truly your narrative or if you're just following along. The next steps that we can take is to call our governor general and tell them that we want a vote of no confidence in our prime minister. You'll tell them your province and they'll submit it. It just takes one minute. Here's the phone number, 1-800-465-6890. Again, this is the Governor General's number, 1-800-465-6890. You'll tell them that you want a vote of no confidence in our Prime Minister, because he's clearly doing a very terrible job. Tell them your province and they'll submit it. It just takes one minute. And when they ask how you got this information, you'll tell them you found it on your own accord. The power is in our hands. You need to use your voice and you need to do everything that you can in your power and in your control. This is not a lay down and die moment and this is not a we've done all we can and things are slowly working. This is not enough, there's more work to do. So if the least you can do is call that phone number, then you're doing something rather than nothing. Much love.